get into gate episode 229, talking Stargate SG-1 back in the Milky Way galaxy. Mitch, Brendan, Maddie, all here. What's going on, boys? New Mate. season. It is. It was, you know what? There was a, a touch of sadness when I realized this is the last first, you know, episode of the, of, of another season of, of SG-1. Yeah. Whether it's this rewatch, whether it's the podcast, just like this is the last premiere episode of SG1 oh, that we're one got. of those parents, aren't you? It's when, oh, oh my god, the it's, last my, it's my kid's last first day of school. Shut up. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't say that literally, I won't be. Literally the entire year to go before they finish school. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. I just love the first day of school because it means I don't have them at home anymore. <laughs> yeah, but also <laughs> don't want them to have left. It's a real pre- it's a real predicament. Yeah. It's a real contradiction being a parent. If you're not contradicted, you're not doing it right. Anyway, we're not here to talk about parenting. That's on our other <laughs> podcast. Get into something. Pussies. Um, <laughs> that's how you become a parent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's the prequel to the yeah. parenting podcast yeah. that we're going to be doing. We're talking SG One. We're talking Flesh and Blood, episode one of season ten. Hell yeah! Oh yes. Uh, now we were going to. Who wrote it? Oh. I mean, as far as looking at the next <laughs> oh. two weeks worth of Stargate, whether with this premiere episode, season uh, three, episode one of uh, of SGA next week, it's the double up, and yeah. we very rarely get a sole Robert C. Cooper writing credit into a sole Martin Giro writing credit. But mm. I mean, that's the blessings that we're getting we over the next. Four and we'll nights. we'll talk about it next week more, I guess. But you've got two episodes in a row where the opening scenes are scenes from previous yeah. that we've added extra bits to. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is the point, Mitchell, where I would normally hand you the little uh, physical DVD uh, slip with the synopses in them for you to read out. Mm-hmm. But the f***ing cheapskates <laughs> at MGM, yeah. um, no no um, little booklets with synopses in it for, for season, nine and se- uh, season 10 and season 3. They were already out. They are already sort of looking at post-season. Yeah. Oh, my season 10 has them. So I can... Well, oh, certainly. And pull your finger out and contribute and bring it in. Well, you know hey, what? Hang I on. didn't know that you bought <laughs> inferior product. <laughs> <laughs> if you had have told me, yeah, you're these a skinny cases. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I could get. That's literally the only one that I could get. Yeah, you know, yeah. I actually thought about that this morning, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get the box set." And I'm like, "Hang on, the box set? That's no." That's no good to me anymore. It's a new mm. season. I can't take that in for the mice, you know, because you you offer you bring it in when I for when I don't, and then I've just gotten comfortable with you bringing them in. But I'm mm. like, no, nah, need to get back into it. I know where they are. But it's a new season, and that is still very much in a box from when I moved house over two years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be post the recording today. We'll be going through those boxes and getting out season 10 of, uh, of SG-1 and uh, season 3 of Stargate Atlantis. Excellent. Which I would have never touched before, SG, SGA. That's season Oh, yeah, three. you own them, but you've never watched them, much yeah. like you start. Trek box set. That's a, again. That's on a different podcast. Again, not yeah. getting into Stug. Uh, into Trek. <laughs> so, very short episodes that one. But yeah, Flash yeah, and Blood. It's, uh, it's on Get Into Geek. It's called Not Making It So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's me and Brendan. Yeah, just sitting <laughs> yeah. there going. Well, we didn't watch it again this week. <laughs> it's not me. It, we're, it's me and Brendan critiquing your and and uh, and Craig's podcast of Star Trek. Oh, it's a re-listen of our podcast. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, before we go, before we go any further, I do have a short mailbag that I want to touch on. Mm. Okay. Now this one is a Apple iTunes review from Jacob Tap. Love it. Oh, no, is this the one you in the US about? of A? Mm-hmm. Three stars. Oh, okay, mid. That's fine. I mean, I prefer a five or a one. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, actually. yeah, Don't don't flip flop. Either love it or hate it. <laughs> don't be a fed sitter, Jacob. Yeah, we are, uh, we are Sith. We deal in absolutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want balance. Yeah. Uh, the heading is they barely watch the shows. I well, wouldn't say don't assume they. Mm. Guys have great chemistry and it's easy to listen. But almost every episode, at least one of the guys. Mitch will say something to the effect of, oh, I had the episode on while I was doing other stuff, didn't pay attention, or I didn't finish it, or I didn't get around to watching this one. So a lot of the time you're listening to people critique a show they either barely saw or didn't at all. Y'all have one job. Thanks, Jacob. I mean, our one job is our actual jobs that we go to every day. This is not our jobs. But also there's many of us. So it does like between all of us, you get, a general a idea. nice mix. I mean... It's like all of us rock up only... going, oh, I didn't watch this one. Actually, that... There was a couple of episodes Mitch 
didn't watch because he wasn't even in the podcast. So it's kind of like, yeah. At this point, we're just joking that Mitch hasn't seen it. Yeah, I mean, and and in Jacob's defense, there are one or two episodes where I definitely have come in and go, ah, oh, look, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't finish. Fam- like there, there are those. <laughs> Famously, the, then there's the first one. Sure, where you, I just didn't. Um, yeah. but then there are episodes when he says, oh, I didn't get around to watching it. No, I feel like there's a, one or two uh, from you guys. You're just like, yeah, I wasn't rewatching that. Like it was a choice. It wasn't like, oh, I couldn't be bothered. It was like I hated this episode. I remember it well. I wasn't punishing myself to put myself through the next forty-two minutes of watching. Oh it. no, I've never done that. I've always, well, I've always had it on. Mm. I may be flicking through my phone sometimes while yes. certain things are happening. And I will say as well, Jacob, I very rarely watch anything, anything that I'm not doing something else. Mm. Much, I mean, as much as it pains me, I'll watch a lot of football while I'm cleaning up or folding well, laundry or doing dishes. Football, mate. No, how dare you? <laughs> um, you know, there were finals on the other week, and I'm watching them on like some weird, you know, 25 degree angle from my yeah. kitchen bench. Well, to be next fair, time you can sit on the couch, and if your wife complains, you go, "This cost me two stars." Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I need to bring to, it back up to five. To be fair, I feel like you're a shark. <laughs> if you stop moving, you just power down. Like the last time I was at your yeah. house, and we, and we actually stopped and sat down to <laughs> watch something. Shark. Within about 15 minutes, you were asleep. Yeah, and I, I made the choice as well to sit on the floor because yeah. then I, mm. I fall asleep far slower because if I'm on a couch, it's comfortable. But I'm like, no, I'm going to yeah. sit on the floor mm. and uh, maybe lean up against the couch and I was still fading big time. Well, that, yeah, that was a mistake because you're famously, you will nap on that on that floor. That is yeah. your floor nap space. That is, that is my floor You were sitting space. on your floor. I did see, because obviously all my information now comes from TikTok, I did see something for you the other day. Apparently a great power nap position mm. is if you lie on the ground with like your legs up onto the seat of the chair mm-hmm. and go like that, apparently a 10-minute power nap and you'll feel amazing. Like a Sounds blood flow type thing or must something. Be, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Mm. And we are brought to you by Mellow Matt from now on, actually. Great floor napping, Matt. Oh. So if you want to get, uh, I mean, th- we might be proving Jacob's point at this point. It's like we're starting off the podcast and talking about how we sometimes don't talk enough about the show because I we haven't kind of, watched it. Maybe it'd have to be a Patreon exclusive thing, but I would actually love for us to actually come in and talk about an episode we haven't seen. Mm, yeah, not bad. Like, imagine if we came in yeah. and just talked about, I don't Patreon know. Patreon, get the unseen version. Have you heard of the Gibson Brothers podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, do yourself a favour. If you're not already a patron, uh, jump on board and go listen to some of their uh, movie reviews. Well, it's um, like, we can, we can just come in and do, like, we'll come in and do Children of the Gods. Yeah. Without having watched it in, what, eight years? None of us have watched it in, like, eight years or whatever. Oh, and we'll yeah. just do it by memory. And we get yeah. all that hindsight yeah. knowledge uh, yeah. or, or, or questions, you know. That, yeah. yeah. Actually, well, I think in that one this happened. Mm. Yeah. God, that would be frustrating. That would yeah. be so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas at least you and Reese <laughs> doing uh, your reviews, you'd be like, so hammered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and We just make up storylines. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the whole reason we can't do it here is because if we were, if we were as drunk as the Gibson Brothers get in their podcast, mm. we'd actually legally not be allowed to come into the studio because like yeah. it'd be illegal for us to drive. Yeah. It'd cost a fortune because we'll have to like Uber in mm-hmm. uh, from our respective homes to actually get here safely to record oh, something right. that drunk. I was just thinking about the breath test in the in the elevator, but not actually <laughs> driving in. You're right. Yeah. You're also, no, I can get in drunk. I just can't get upstairs drunk. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Hey no. guys, got something for you. Uh-oh. It's oh. time for oh. We're back with the great German band people. (laughs) The power metal of this legendary German band called Rage. Oh, the classic. Yeah, everyone knows about Rage. Everyone knows Rage. And Rage, they're not... um, Remember Bob the Mime came up with a whole bunch of... uh, Well, he... Bob the Mime used our great Sounds of Stargate to come up with a a whole list. Oh, right. He had poison... Uh, sorry, White Snake, Flesh and Blood. But I found this metal version. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, it's this flesh and blood. Yeah. (laughs) 
Wow. Just the words. They're in it. It's perfect. <laughs> that's all you need. That's, that's all we need. That's the main criteria for yeah. this. Yeah. How good was that? Wow. Rage. I almost want the... um. <laughs> that actually made me jump. That actually made me jump. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, come on. We're never going to make any money off this episode. This is, this is getting flagged on every platform. Oh, that was funny. That's exactly what I wanted. To give Maddie a heart attack while the the show. <laughs> that was unfair. I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. Give me flesh. I was and blood. already nervous. Oh. Wow. I thought you when you talk about rage, I thought you were gonna head into um remember that old school um rage. The, the yeah, rage. Your music yeah. thing that we had here. Yeah, that was like the um before MTV. Yeah. Is this still a thing? Is there still a thing on like free wear that like plays film clips or they just given up know. at this point? I yeah, I don't know. That was such a great cultural phenomenon, film clips. That are, like I guess it's big on YouTube, but uh, you could sit there as a group, either ha- hungover or a bunch of teens just watching yeah. that roll down. You're like, what's number one this week? And so many songs are better when you're watching the film clip. Yeah, like, like even even recently, Miley Cyrus's "Flowers." I fucking love that song. Yeah, but I didn't love it until I saw the film clip. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that element, <laughs> but just like the the way she was moving to the music yeah. actually is a diff- set a different like tempo to what I thought the song was, mm. and I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, I'm into this. Same as um, what is it? Satisfaction. Oh yeah, push <sighs> me, and then just, you just I was just, number one for a while. A long time. Simple, simple. Oh, yeah. Just a being yeah. the shit out of yourselves on that one. Everyone was mm-hmm. cheering about that. Mm-hmm. Worst song ever. <laughs> Greatest film clip of all time. <laughs> hey, so this episode is Gary Jones's one hundredth. Hey, good on you, Gaz. Gary. Yeah, it's also Gary Chalk's last episode. Oh, the Chalkster. That's. <laughs> That's the uh, the Russian guy, Colonel Chekhov. Ah, oh, right, 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 right. Because right. he got bloated up. He did. Yeah. Yeah, that's poor guy. A, that's a shame. And they kind of don't mention it at all. Like, I feel like for such a, like, cool recurring character. Yeah, that's true. It's not mentioned. No one's like, oh, Colonel Chekhov. I mean, obviously there was him again. hundreds of people on the Korolev that got blown up. Not Daniel. Not Daniel. And not Cameron. Not Mitchell. Yep, luckily enough. Um, but yeah, it was so weird that like they just kind of next episode, it's nothing spoken about it. There's no memorial. There's no nothing. It's just like, oh yeah, he's well, he's Russian, mate. Yeah, he's fair. not Ukrainian. <laughs> if he was Ukrainian, boy, we'd have a wreath. Um, <laughs> we'd have a God. we'd have an entire ship named a oh yeah. Flesh and blood. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what the end of the, the name of the episode is. Flesh and blood. Yeah, all people that died on the Coralie. <laughs> I fucking loved that scene of the Odyssey scooping up Sam. That was really good. Ah, oh, it's so good. Especially because you're like, she's like, this is not going to work. Yeah, she's like, doesn't work that way. You don't have that much control. Yeah. And even like, uh, is it Hermiata, whoever it is, is saying something and then... He's controlling the gravity, the, yeah. the rate she falls. And he's being like, you need to slow down. And Cam's like, it doesn't go any slower. Yeah. Like, this is it. Which, which again, I'm like, well, he put started putting reverse thrust on, so I'm like, so that technically would have made it go slower. Yes. Yeah. And then he went to 25% thrust. Yeah. But there was no reason why, why didn't he go to 50% reverse, so it would stop moving. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I guess, I mean, Sam did say, oh, look, the ship doesn't have that much control. You can't do these kind of precise maneuvers and stuff. Mm. When Cam's like, watch me. 5% thrusters. Yeah, I was kind of... She just came down too soft for me. I feel like these days they would have made her eat shit. Well, I think that was when I was listening to the commentary, they said like something that, that Cooper himself said he didn't really convey enough was if Sam had just been just free free floating human, which obviously she would have died in space. But in that regard, the drop wouldn't have killed her. But it's actually the spacesuit that was the issue because they're like 70, 80 pounds or whatever. Ah. So it's her being crushed by that and falling. Like it's the her falling in the suit was the issue, not just her falling. Which, yeah, they didn't really um, 
talk about. Just explain enough, I think, for, for us as an audience to go, to get yeah. the peril. But, yeah, for a minute I'm like, is Sam going to get squished up against the side of the, de- of the Odyssey here? I'm like, this is... Yeah, I was kind of hoping for, like, a bit of a stack, but that makes sense because, yeah, she'd be dead. Dead. Yeah, okay. I guess yeah. I had to do that. Yeah. As soft as possible. Yeah, I did notice her helmet was kind of like, dunk. Yeah, that's why she kind of just collapsed in a heap because they said yeah. most human beings can't even stand up without any assistance in those outfits. True. Which we do see back in, is it maybe Beachhead, when they're last in those, and it's like... um they're like in a frame and you have to like climb up in stairs and like climb down into one and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I guess it was just, yeah, just Cooper not sort of explaining it to us like we're five. I mean... That it's the, it's the suit that's the problem. I feel like they should have better suits, like spacesuits these days, considering how much technical things we've yeah, got I guess from it's, other planets. It's always that double-edged sword with Stargate of... It's said in the real world, so they want to do everything as accurately to the Air Force as possible, but you're also in a giant spaceship flying through space, battling aliens that have come through an artificial wormhole. <laughs> yeah, with the US flag sticking yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. of it. Yeah, with, with an Asgard ship flying next to you um, yeah. and your wingman. So, yeah, it's always that, that, that hard balancing act. Now, I think we've discussed this, well, we haven't actually said it, is this is a Cooper episode, Robert C. Cooper. Mm. Listen... Yeah, the yeah, dialogue we, we, we is terrible. We don't terrible. have a synopsis to read. <laughs> did, you, did you guys know, in fact, that Robert C. Cooper's middle name doesn't start with a C? It's actually Justin. Robert Justin Time Cooper. <laughs> See, there's a lot of lantern hanging in this episode. Let's start from the beginning. Cameron Mitchell got out of, his, out of the glider bay just in time. <laughs> Daniel Jackson ringed out of the Korolev. Just in time. Mm. Sam Carter got rescued from space just in time before she ran out of air. Mm. Teal got beamed out of the Lucian Alliance mothership just in time. <laughs> Carter Tilk, Braytac Mitchell beamed out during the kamikaze into the mothership just in time. <laughs> Daniel and Vara about, Vala are about to be killed by the Ori Prior, but they beam out just, just in time. In time. <laughs> but not in time enough for them to grab Adria, which is what Vala wanted, you know, which was dumb. Yeah. Daniel's like, He's like, no. Mm. <laughs> he said was no. Yeah. Well, but like he had, Vala's got a chip, no? No. She's not chipped? No, because she's not part of the SGC. Okay. So, mm. well, so all he had to do was grab both of them. Is that difficult? Could he Could he not have Vala lay on the floor, grab both of them? Because you've seen them before. They're in the sitting position. Yeah, they get beamed in a standing. If they're in a laying position, <laughs> can they not be beamed Will they be yeah, upside down? Is a that pri- a problem? There was a pry there about to destroy them in a, you know, and there was fire across the door and stuff like that. So mm. you've only got that split second when Daniel, because Daniel didn't even know he was getting beamed out. He just kind of felt the beam and just grabbed her. Yeah. And away he went. So, yeah. Which I'm sure would probably fuck up the beam. I'm not sure how that works, but I guess if that's Asgard beaming technology is going to be like, yeah, that's fine. It'll be two people now. It's a, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> they just turn into we, a two-headed yeah. monster. Yeah. That'd be epic. Absolutely yeah. get two Vicks. That actually like, would have right. been a great way That would have been a great episode. Yeah. That, like, like, we, we, <laughs> that we've got like, Have I got a <laughs> great suggestion for you guys? So because the, the prior See? beam came in as they were beaming, it morphed them together and they're a double-headed monster. No, they need, to be, they need to be grabbing a flower as well at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Season two, episode 16. Two Vicks. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, you definitely wouldn't have saved the child, Brennan. What? How rude. Um, well, no, no, because the not the tiny, tiny infant version, but the first, like, Adria we see, like, the four-year-old one, like, the, oh, little, yeah. the littlest one, that was Robert C. Cooper's real-life daughter. Get that away from me! <laughs> really? Yeah. She was... Emma Rose. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Brennan wouldn't have saved her. Actually, I, I thought she did quite well, that... That like the when she comes out the first Adria that we see that gets to speak like she had these like intense eyes but like as far well, as the, like which eyes for a three year old yeah like, the eyes were CG yeah no sure but like yeah because they they couldn't put contacts on her so yeah uh, but just the intense that she held yeah. like I don't know her to come in and go hello mother and it was just like for for the audience to go holy shit this is different now it's not yeah. just about a child that you know we're gonna have to try and protect mm. kind of like what's the Again, not to speak it to Jacob, the one, the... The, the, um, the Harsesis. Yeah, right? Pamphlet sort of situation. Um, that, that like, we're not kind of have to keep it away for the next 20 or 30 years and hope for, for, hope for the best. 
this is something that's going to happen like in days, and mm. so that was your wake up call. And I just thought, yeah, she yeah. she she sold it quite well. Like yeah. obviously, Claudia Black has to do her bit as well, but I thought they both worked together. Yeah, in, well, that they didn't ever did they ever share a, a shot? It felt like it was just like Claudia or Child, Claudia or Child. Uh, so. Yeah. So apparently, according to the commentary, that that first one that came in um, was a double. They they used a different child, and then it freaked out trying to do close-ups and stuff like that so they had to try they had to get then get in robert c cooper's daughter and do some stuff and kind of movie magic it with that bit Mm. then there was the next so that's two different kids yeah yeah the one scene yeah the 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 reverse and the and the close-ups like they were fine in the um in the master shot but when they went into close-ups the kid freaked out or something like that and didn't do it be a professional for god's sake and four-year-olds, Jesus. <laughs> um, then, like, the next step up was, like, the 10-year-old, and that, you probably recognise her. She was in Atlantis. She then grew up, when she grew up, she was in Dark Matter. Um, I recognise her. Yeah. She in Furland? Something like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, Which one? The one on the bed or the one before that? Uh, th- so there was, the, that. there was the infant. Yeah. Then there was the four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Then there was, like, the 10-year-old. Right. And then there was, like, the... 13, 15 year old yeah. at the end on the bed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was like the 10 year old one. That's um, Harmony from um, the Atlantis episode. Harmony, right. yeah. Um, yeah, because the 14 year old was like, a, she was in uh, Supernatural. Oh, uh, really? Um, a few of the other Canadian I think productions. That was some brilliant casting because I really saw Morena Baccarin. Mm. You know, spoiler alert, that's who the grown up Adria will become. But yeah, that eldest um, Adria that they that they chose for this episode, I was like, that's some great casting. Just the way she spoke and, and the way she held herself, I Mother. was like, I would absolutely believe her growing up to become um, Marina Baccarin. I, of all things, to remember uh, her by, the uh, the young one, Jodel, Fer- uh, Jodel Ferland. It's going to be uh, Secret Little Liars or whatever it is, isn't it? One of the Twilight films. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Was she? Was she? Um, was she the Estabella or whatever? Yeah, it is? that's what I thought. Actually, th- th- that was my. Sorry, memory. Jacob. I haven't seen any Twilight films, <laughs> <laughs> so he won't speak of it because he's not going to talk about something that he hasn't seen <laughs> until he gets drunk with his brother, and then absolutely yeah. he'll record four hours of thoughts. It just credits her as a brie. Um, but oh, that was my first thought too, because I mean there was only a couple of years difference. There's a 2010 film uh, that she was in. She's in the um, Eclipse. So um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mm. anyway, again, Twilight. Team Jacob. Twilight. Why do I like? As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's a chick. She's from Twilight. I'm like, why? Like, why is that living in my head? There's things I would like to remember. Yeah. Instead, I'm remembering third-rate characters from fourth-rate films. Those movies had a lot of, like, just randos in it, though. Mm. Like, um, anyone who's watched Shameless, the the guy from that, Mickey, the real rough um, guy, and that was... Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want. Give it to me, baby. Give me flesh and blood. All right, we'll stop talking about Twilight. I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, universe. I I had to um, to rewind because I I, I felt like I was watching... Uh, at the start, uh, Mitchell a little bit too closely and not what was going on around him because all of a sudden when it shows, you know, hi, this is what happened, this is how he got away. And I'm like, did he just leave everyone else for dead? And rewind and go, okay, there was an explosion. It didn't look like everyone else got killed. They sort of got thrown with the same blast that he did, but Mm. because he's got plot armour, it's like, well, he survived that (laughs) blast and everyone else just must have died because it wasn't at all like he got up, looked around, is there anyone else that I can take in a 3-0 with me and just sort of throw them in? It was like I've got blasted down, and then he just had eyes for the ship, jumped in, and took off, but like without a thought of saving anyone else. I thought yeah. that seems like a very unmitchell thing to do. I hope that they've done this right, and I hope they've filmed this right. And yeah, you could get away with saying that those stuntmen yeah. were playing people that died yeah. while they were being blasted through the air. So. Whereas Daniel was just like these Russians yeah. and just thing. he's like okay guys we're gonna go <laughs> have five like seconds baby. yeah we're gonna have five seconds to do this okay everyone everyone ready it's an explosion he's like put the crystal in rings now see you guys like no, nah, he yeah, was yeah, out of the there bomb just yeah. ama- like just moved out of the rings yeah. <laughs> for no reason <laughs> <laughs> and just like yeah just like fetal position yeah. yeah yeah I mean he's done it before hasn't he yeah a few times surely uh, end of season one jump through the stargate mm-hmm. and Apophis's ship yeah yeah, yeah that's true He's a f- just the way he just crouched down in the rings, though. Like, just the way that he just, like, went full fetal position yeah. in the in yeah. the rings was the weirdest part. Mm. Well, that's me. how he reappears from ancient. That's the thing. Maybe he's, that's he, his style. He's like, God, was, I hope, if I do this, hopefully I'll come out naked. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully <laughs> I don't have any clothes. Hopefully yeah. if I die, I'll get ascended and then reappear naked <laughs> yeah, in this yeah, yeah. position <laughs> again. It's his kink. 
<laughs> so um, I've got a couple of presents for you, Brennan. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, of course, who's going to be in the audio commentary for this episode? Oh, God. Robert C. Cooper himself. Let him tell you. Okay. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Hi there. Welcome to the behind-the-scenes commentary of Flesh and Blood. I'm William Waring, and sitting with me today is... Uh, Robert Cooper, yeah. executive producer, writer... But enough about me. <laughs> oh, shut up! Um, can, I'm actually now father of the talent as well. I'm, can, uh, I'm father of the brain. You can hear the, the edit point in the middle of that, where something's <laughs> yeah. been edited out. Like, that's not me. That was them. It, like, that's... Can we play that again? we got to shut this guy up. You know? I want to yeah, hear, yeah. hear that edit point. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Hi there. Welcome to the behind-the-scenes commentary of Flesh and Blood. I'm William Waring, and sitting with me today is... Uh, Robert Cooper, executive producer, writer... But enough about me. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely so feels like So he absolutely that. had a longer list on, of yeah. things that he was going to... Yeah, because yeah, yeah. no one says enough about me after two things. Yeah, yeah you that's know. it. Um, and then given that he is a... Credited writer. He writes. Like, his profession is... He's a writer. He's a writer. I mean, he's also a producer and a director and other than works craft service. And a father. And a... <laughs> yeah, and a homophobe. Um, <laughs> English. The English language is literally... Emphasis on the word literally. Literally his job is mm-hmm. to use the English language. Correct. He hasn't got a great grasp of it. Every once in a while, you feel like you've you've just uh, gotten incredibly lucky. You have all of these, you know, with all due respect, reasonably mediocre auditions, and then someone comes in and just literally blows you away. Yeah. And literally blows you away. <laughs> Talk, we was, all died in that room. He was talking that... <laughs> about Joel Ferdinand there, whatever yeah. it was. Can I say that maybe he was ahead of his time? I've told you guys this before. Don't you do it. I've told you guys this before. I'm I'm saying he's wrong. At the time, he certainly was wrong. You go in now. You Google it. I hate it. Holly, I hate it. Literally. In a literal manner of sense, slash, exactly. The driver took it literally when asked to go straight over the roundabout, right? So that is saying it as a literal. It's real. It's factual. It's, it's a thing. Also, it's informal. Used for emphasis while not being literally true. They use the word as part, like, yeah. Literal no, is used use for emphasis wrong. while not being literally yeah. true. I was literally blown away by the response I got. Is the example they give you? So figuratively is the word yeah. you I mean. would use. Like because so many people are literally. I literally died yeah. when I heard. It's like no, no, no you, you didn't. didn't. This um, is why you both need to get into Archer because they make a big point of the word literally. These are the same it's people fantastic. that make like TikToks and reels going. This is the POV when you blood. It's like no, this is a shot of somebody doing. Yeah, that. this is not. A Do POV. you understand what POV means? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. it. POV is not just a. Otherwise, every film is a POV. Yeah. POV of me drinking an iced latte, yeah. and it's literally a third-person shot of yeah. them drinking it an iced latte. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a POV. <laughs> literally a POV. <laughs> that that's would actually why make my head I explode. bought an Oxford yeah. Dictionary in 2011, and I only refer to that. <laughs> <laughs> All this f***ing Wikipedia Google shit, that shit changes daily, depending how woke the climate is. Oh, God. Literally, literally, literally changes. So yeah, that is a that is a SAG writer, or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, using the word, he was literally blown away by that Sag. audition. I had an Hello. I had an issue with the writing. Mm. Obviously, um, I mean that and a feather would knock me over. But mainly in the, I think the vital scene of the episode to me was Vala mm. and Adria speaking in the dining room slash bedroom slash eating area, studio apartment. Yeah, her own <laughs> studio apartment aboard the, the Ori Mothership. Yeah. It should have been way bigger if she's the queen. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of piss poor, actually. But that's the set design's fault. But Cooper, <laughs> um, you know, like, Adria is evil. She was born evil. She has these terrible thoughts that aren't, that just have no uh, opposition. Yeah, because they do say at the end of the episode, it's like it's it's the Ori's way of cheating the system by sneaking one across across the border. Mm. She is an she is an Ori in human form. But just in terms of the dialogue, it's like okay, Vala has an opportunity here to plant some seeds, and she just kind of threw in some subtle quips instead of saying, "Hey, listen, do you like having a mother?" Because she's like, like uh, Adri's like, "I'm glad that you care about me, mother." So at that point, wouldn't you be like, "Do you care that?" Do you, you like having a mother? Would you be? Would you care if I died? You know, like trying mm. to point a point of view, empathize the people that she's about to murder slash genocide. Mm. It's like for no reason other than 
they don't even know about you, so you're just going to decide to wipe them yeah. off the earth. So, so at, that, at that point, would you be like, would you be happy if someone killed me? I think you she, know what I mean. Like, trying I think to she empathize. does at a certain point. I think with maybe the 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 Joel Ferdinand version, there was that well, there was that moment where Adria caught on, where it's like Adria was sort of you know buying what what Vala was selling, and then she kind of stopped and went, yeah, you know, you're trying uh, to humanize the mother or blah whatever whatever that line was that she said, yeah, it was and that's worth when she try. kind of yeah it was worth a try, and then she kind of just sort of hardened herself against it from that point. Yeah, but, I would have liked yeah. her to push a little bit more, make her think. Plant a few more seeds. As, yeah, I would think. Would you like it if someone killed your mother for no reason? Yeah, I think we could have had oh, interesting. less of some of the battle stuff. Yeah. Um, and we could have had more of that. Because yeah. it's like that's why we get into Stargate is it's the way they can talk about religion and the mm. things people do, you know, to to hold others down um, around it. Yeah. So. Well, that was what I liked when she was there saying to Vala, you know, hey, the, the ancients, they're the ones that are lying to you and they're the ones that are actually feeding off the power that, that of everyone else in this galaxy. It's it's not us. I'm like, hang on, that's it. literally yeah. the exact same <laughs> thing that our galaxy in, and our people are being told about the Ori is that they are lying to their own followers. They're not willing to share power and they're actually feeding off the belief and blah, blah, blah of uh, of the people that are following them and they're, you know, part of the book of uh, uh, reading the book of origin and that sort of shit. I'm like, I like that about religion. It's like, hey, no, no, we're right for all the same reasons that they're wrong. And then if you go over the other camp, it's like, yeah, 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 nah, what they said, but flip the names around. The scariest part for me is at one point, like if I wasn't as much of a free thinker, it's like, I think what Adria was selling, I was buying in Mm. that there was that one moment where she was like talking about how the ancients have been kind of shady by withholding knowledge. Yeah. And like the way she framed that argument, I was like, fuck, she's right. If the, if the, Ancients are withholding this information from us yeah. for our own quote unquote safety. What else are they withholding from us? But then you sort of think it, you go, well, no, if they're in, in with the Asgard and the Asgard have the, and the Asgard have been forthcoming, but it's, they're also very much not handing everything to us on a silver platter. They're saying, no, it, it's better when you earn it. You know, it's like, you know, I guess with you guys, with your kids and stuff like that, it's like, well, rather than us give you five bucks, you need to do something to earn that five bucks. Yeah. Um, Contribute. Yeah, you need to sort of learn how to, you know, what's the old adage about give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Yeah. The Ori are giving you a fish, whereas the ancients are teaching you to fish. Yeah, and but they're not. But they don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah and that's a, where I feel like she was talking about the Jafar, how the Jafar have the, they believe the, the, the Jafar religion is based on Keb. Right when you think like within, within yeah. the Jafar, if they if they don't believe in Apophis, they don't they go to Keb. This is ancient place, and it was Omar Dasala breaking the rules of the ancients to give them a chance to teach them how to fish. Yeah, not she wasn't giving them ascension apart from Daniel <laughs> and Anubis. So the only two who she he's gave. my favorite. But everyone else, she kind of helped along, guide the path. Well, I guess if you put aside, you know. The entire population of Abydos as well. She kind yeah, of there, there. I'm having a freebie. I, I forgot about that one. Uh, Anub- Anubis <laughs> was my fault. So you guys all get a mulligan, uh, and you can all come with me and live in the diner. That would have been so cool. Imagine if in Threads you get to the diner mm. and there's just like Abydonians sitting in the diner. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Damn. Skara, did he? He died in that too, didn't he? Skara? Yeah, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, if Skara was there. Daniel, Daniel, have some pancakes. <laughs> I don't, know why, I don't know why he's Indian. I don't know why I made him Indian. He's not from Pakistan. He's not Pakistani. Could be. <laughs> the classic Robert C. Cooper with his heteronormative bullshit. Um, <coughs> origins about to become more appealing to the men of the galaxy. What about all our lesbo friends out there? There's got to be some lesbian oh, Jafar out there. Oh, God, yeah. There's got to be some lesbian Jafar out there, minimum, that'll just be like, fuck, look at that Adria. Jesus. Yeah, well, that, well, that was a funny Vala line. Was it, oh, she takes after her mother. Yeah. The, the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, funny. Uh, I wish Mitch was easy with this one because it'd be good for um, Jamie Lee. But um, what do you what do you call a uh, a lesbian with uh, with big hands? What? Well hung. <laughs> <laughs> Got some thumbs on her. <laughs> 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 from um, oh, everything, everywhere, funny. all at once, when they just had the giant sausages for fingers. Yeah, that was a weird movie. Oh yeah, I did like how. Um, 
I guess it was probably more a Cooper thing than a, but like he's never liked the zats and the one shot stuns, two shot kills, three shot disintegrates. So oh they, yeah, they made a very big point in this episode to Favala be like. The staff will kill you. That little thing will just kind of stun you. But if you get shot a few times, it might kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so they just like very vague. let's leave it all vague, intentionally it very vague. Um, so that yeah, those things can do what we need them to do whenever when we need them we to want. do it. Yeah. yeah, rather than set up these rules. Yeah, it is interesting. They never use the incineration one for the Zats ever again after sixty nine. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. And that was to what open the. Uh, it was, it was weird. They destroy their. They use the zat to kit. to to um, open the lock, open the lock <laughs> yeah. and then hit it again and disintegrated the entire chest. <laughs> yeah, there's. That's Nakwita though. That's just yeah, Nakwita. It's listen, you know it's intuitive. It's tricky. Yeah, Nakwita kind of reads your mind and, and knows what you want yeah, it to yeah, do for sure, and then reacts that way. Same way, you know. It'd be funny the, if they made the whole truck disappear. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant, actually. That would have been so um, good. All right, so. For some reason, the Ori went directly to Chulak. Even cause, yeah. because this is where the rebellion began. Began? Uh, is it? Are you sure? Well, I guess that. I mean, I know that's where Tilk's from. That's where Tilk and Braytak are from. So that's about it, really. But yeah, I. How would they know that small insight? Well, they're the Ori. They know everything. But they're not in this galaxy, remember? It's, well, they are now. It's geographical. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but uh, Adria's here now, isn't she? Yeah, but she doesn't have all so, the knowledge. I just found it strange. It's weird. It would make sense for them to go to Dakara first. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I apologise to everyone yeah, that really headphones. Loud, that, that, one. that one got me good. Jesus. <laughs> Flesh and blood. We just got I have no idea what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chulak. Chulak, yeah. yeah it would have been better it. if they went to Dakara. But did you notice uh, SG-1 and Braytek beamed down to Chulak or ring down, mm. but they had no weapons? Carter was just in a jumpsuit. Yeah, we're going to Chulak. I'm like, what are you, what are you planning to do? Well, they got plot armor. They're fine. <laughs> I know, but don't you think that's strange? Oh, they didn't go to the armory first. Like Carter literally had got out of her spacesuit, did some science stuff, and then ring down. Oh, that's the right. Chulak. They were on the they were on the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. maybe old mate because old mate was like, um, he's like, it's a, um, it's a death mission, guys. You got you, you got no chance. And she's like, well, I've got to. Daniel might have survived. Blah blah blah. Maybe he was like, I'm not going to waste any weapons giving you guys weapons. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is. You're she's right. She's a colonel. She can take what she wants. But yeah, it was just no, no kit. Or I guess maybe the the inference was that they'd get kitted up down on Chulak with um, gold weapons, but Sam's better with earth weapons. Yeah, and so would Mitchell. Mitchell would be better with. Was, yeah. yeah, basically, I think Braytac had a staff weapon, and that was it. Yeah, so I don't know what the plan was, and it was an yeah. Open, no, I hadn't thought about that. It was an open ended ending to this episode, anyway. So it was. Maybe just because they know that. I mean, yeah, like a P ninety is not going to work against a pry, but it's certainly going to work against all the the human um, soldiers that are on board the um, Ori ships. Yeah, it's just strange. So, oh, maybe because it ended up. Maybe they just kind of omitted it for time because they all just ended up standing on the on the bridge of the Peltac anyway. Like it was a space battle, not a um, land battle for <laughs> land battle. <laughs> the fuck. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a. You know, people be people kind of thing. It was just they just beamed down to get on board the Hatak and then get up get up into space. True. But you you're right though. Like they should have had um, weapons. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing moving forward. Never leave the house without it. <laughs> yeah, it's the same problem I have in Atlantis with Ronan. Is it's like every time he's captured, they have to make a plot point for him to get his blaster back because it's like in SG One, if everyone's got P nineties and yeah. they get captured and they get all this shit taken off them, it doesn't matter if they don't get that that gear back. Yeah, true. Because when they go back to the SGC, they're they just get getting more. a fresh P ninety. That's true. Ronan, like, there's only one of those blasters that Ronan has. So it's like if he doesn't get that back at the yeah. end of every episode, he gets captured. We ain't leaving. He does. Yeah, we ain't leaving <laughs> until I get my favorite prop back. Um, hey, fucking leaving. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. They should have. They should have at least had even just a, a like, like their jackets, like their yeah, their, like the vest and a, the vest and a nine mil. Yeah, yeah, should have been something. Something. Fucking Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>
What happened at the end, Mitch? Did you <laughs> did you get catch the end of it? I don't even remember. I, I, I did. Was it beat Tr- trigger warning? Trigger warning. No, I absolutely did. But I'm like, I'm, you asked that. I'm like, eh, I'm I'm actually struggling to remember. I mean, I, mean, I, watched, I watched it yesterday. Yeah, uh, yes, no, the day before. Yeah, I watched it yesterday, and I'm still yeah. <laughs> a little I feel like it was a, was it open ended in the end. Um, yeah, it's like the aura here. Yeah, they're in the infirmary. And then Carter's like, "That's right, she's Carter, in the bed." Carter's like, "This is how we all felt when we first opened up the Stargate." This is a yeah. really bad Carter impression. Um, <laughs> with the Gua world, we thought we were so out of um, out of our depth, and then here we are, at least eight years later, and they're all dead. So mm, it's kind of like that rallying cry. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, there's definitely no Mel Gibson Braveheart chills <laughs> to it. Well, she was tired. She's well, I was tired writing. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, they all really are feeling fresh. You're going to love this one. Ooh. Claudia for, you know, what she was bringing to the table, but but just that dynamic that, you know, she had with Michael. Michael actually has said in interviews um, that Claudia renewed his excitement for acting. I mean, I think you, you, um, you know, no disrespect intended, you've been on a show for a very long time. It starts to feel... Uh, like a process, you know, like this, uh, it's not fresh anymore, but sometimes bringing a exciting new cast member and finding a new chemistry can really make things seem fresh again. He'd only been back for 18 months when Prometheus Unbound came on. Like, remember, remember when Daniel left and had all of season six off? Yeah. He came back for season seven. Prometheus Unbound, which was Vala's first episode, was midway through season eight. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How tired had he gotten in mm. those like eighteen months after having a year off and realizing he couldn't get other work? Well, have you read the script for this episode? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! Just terrible dialogue, terrible lantern hanging. It was just <laughs> all very, very convenient the entire way through. You're going to have fun editing this, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to shit your bed, boy. <laughs> yeah, we could. Full disclosure, Mitch has had to leave the room a couple of times when we've been recording, and yeah. there's one that nearly deafened Brennan away. <laughs> so there was a... Yeah, there was no volume control. No, you're right, one. actually, because... I mean, I, there never is, guys, let's be honest. Because for the grabs, I... Uh, I, I boost it up, but uh, for for that, I'm like, I'm gonna just gonna drop it down about two thirds, just so it doesn't blast her ears off. So yeah. I obviously left it on the uh, on the grab volume. That so. was great. Yeah. If you get that video footage, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was some, there was some good bit. When I looked through oh. the window and saw Maddie behind the desk, I'm like, it, this looks like desperate times. Yeah. <laughs> This is a weekend we're recording oh, this, and I'm going to have my bosses call me and go, why is there someone that doesn't work here uh, behind our panel yeah. that's on air? And I'll be like, you don't understand. Yeah. Rage was playing. Yeah. Like, really Great loud. people, those Germans. The German metal band wasn't quite high <laughs> yeah. enough in the podcast. Also, we should get them on their playlist and uh, maybe lose yeah, an Ed Sheeran yeah. song or two. You know? Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. Uh, the great heavy metal band, Rage, formed in 1984, for those who are wondering. Part of the uh, German heavy speed power metal scene. Speed power metal. Wow. Yeah. Max Power. Strapped to the field of Jesus. It was huge in the eighties, mate. You had to be there. <laughs> I was. I'm. I'm fucking older than all of you. Jesus Christ. No, in Germany in the eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't there. Yeah. I was. No, no, I wasn't in Germany in, in the eighties. Absolutely not. Mm. I wasn't on the wrong side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, before we go, I did want to mention that there was a little bit of back and forward in terms of whether you would watch this episode first or watch the first episode of Atlantis first, mm. depending on what camp you sit in. There is a moment next week, spoiler alert, where Weir is talking with the IOA and there's a few bits and pieces. Some of the great scenes in Stargate history. Oh, wait till we get to it, mate. You're going to love it. <laughs> um... There is a moment in this episode where the IOA talk about getting the ZPM from, from Atlantis. Sorry, the ZZPM from Atlantis. Um, and bringing it back. And so some people are going, well, did the stuff in, in Atlantis happen before that or after that? So I just want to play the audio and you can choose your own adventure. You don't know where the enemy ships are or what they're capable of? All we know is they cut through two of our 304s, an Asgard ship, and a fleet of Gawul motherships. They could be on their way here as we speak. We sent the best we had to stop them. The IOA is considering bringing the Atlantis ZPM to Earth for use in the Antarctic Earth Defense System. 
Even if we had a ship, it would take a minimum of three weeks for the ZPM to get here. And there's no guarantee the ancient weapons platform in Antarctica would be any more effective against the ORA ships than what we've already thrown at them. As usual, the IOA is wasting their breath. You know, if I had the salaries, they pay those idiot blowhard politicians to put into my budget. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? That's so good. Mm. Idiot blowhard politician. Yeah. Which <laughs> apparently, it. according to the commentary, Robert C. Cooper said that basically the reason they invented all these frustrating IOA characters is the writer's way of expressing their frustration about the studio and the way they would interfere with right. the show and cut their budgets and all that kind of... So that line of him saying, if I had, you know, if I had mm. the budget that they paid all these idiots to mm. tell me how to do my job, yeah. I could actually do what I needed to do. That's Robert Cooper saying, well, if you guys didn't work for the fucking studio and I had that budget to make a better Stargate show, I could mm. make a better Stargate show. Yeah, I mean... It- so... But, a great um, writer doesn't blame his pen, mate. Yeah, but as for the ZZPM <laughs> thing, I guess you can choose your own adventure whether they've had the conversation in Atlantis about bringing the ZZPM. But see, that in that conversation, it was to stop the Wraith attack. Here, they're saying it's to stop the Ori attack. Mm, yeah. So I think you can well, safely separate. In terms of real-world stuff... I think stuff, this is first, SG-1. In ter- yeah, in terms of real-world stuff, uh, when these episodes aired on television, they they this episode and next week's episode, the, the opener for Stargate Atlantis, played back-to-back on the same night. Yeah. This episode, then the opening episode of Atlantis. And well, guess- next week, there is a piece of dialogue from Weir that kind of explains... Both. Yeah. Mm. yeah Even correct. though she's saying the Wraith are on their way, but also, or I have a foothold, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, mm. correct. And this one's so vague that the next, like you said, next week is a little bit more detailed as, as to why they're wanting to bring it. Was this, oh, we're just yeah. thinking about bringing it back. for the Obviously for the, for the uh, all right, but it's like that could very easily fall now. Like, oh, we're thinking about it. Whereas next week it's like, oh, shit, we do need this. Yeah. Like we really do, you know, rather than um, having that definitive and then get to this week's, uh, sorry, this SG-1 episode and having like, well, we're thinking about it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think by the end of this episode, I um, even though it was still, you know, part two of the finale in, in a way, it still justified, I think, its own existence. It didn't feel like a 10-minute epilogue to last uh, season's finale just stretched out over 40 minutes. Like, I felt mm. like, okay, we've... Even all the the just in time sort of things, which I hadn't really thought about, but I probably had like a lingering <laughs> tingle in the back of my head, going, yeah. "This just all set." That's I, a lot. I definitely thought about it as far as Mitchell and Jackson goes, like they were on their respective ships and they mm. just escaped in the nick of time. But I didn't even think about the cardiness of it all and the and the teal'c and and then even them on in the kamikaze uh, and the Gaul mothership. There's, I mean, there's a lot. There's a real I mean, lot. I can forgive mm. the Carter space one because mm. it was like we're trying to work it out. All right, desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah. Let's do this crazy sh- thing. But it wasn't – the rest of them was like quick beam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was convenient. Yeah. Well, it was so, like, oh. at least with yeah. Carter, it, it was – It also like – at least Carter wasn't like 10 seconds from running out of air. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know? and but also, she had nine hours and it was like the last 20 minutes or mm. something like, yeah. before yeah. she – Well, like we were left with last season knowing that she – where she was and what kind of trouble she was probably going to be on. Yes, it was up in the air as to which ship blew up and which of our members would have likely died and blah, blah, blah. But then we get to this and it was like, okay, we're going to insert new scenes about what happened last year. It's like they created the drama of the ship exploding Mm. right before Mitchell got off. And then we created the drama where why Jackson needed to to have gotten off at at the moment that he did as opposed to like, oh, well, Mitchell jumped in a ship 20 minutes earlier or whatever minute two minutes earlier to go off and hit, try and 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 uh, fight the yeah, battle it's like when you have when you're drunk and you're like uh should i have another drink i mm. might be hung over tomorrow fuck it that's morning brendan's problem <laughs> yeah. it's like season 10 yeah. writer's problem not yeah. mine thank you for bringing that up mitchell i was gonna let it slide but now that you brought it up i'm gonna i'm gonna double down uh there was some controversy mainly between me and craig i guess he's not here to defend himself so it sucks to be him um about the <laughs> The idea that, you know, it was supposed to be kind of an unknown whether it was the Odyssey or the Korolev that got blown up at the last of, mm. you know, and Craig was very much, no, we, we, it was very much laid out that it was definitely the Korolev, blah, blah, and I was, Mm-mm-mm. So if you go to the Gate World uh, synopsis, See, I thought it website, was the, I thought it was the you American. You the Odyssey, yeah, yeah, even though you know that the Odyssey survives for quite a while. Yeah, I just, I try not to think ahead for myself in yeah. the rewatch. Um, so if you go to Gateworld uh, and have a look at their synopsis for Camelot, it says, 
the Ori ships withstand the combined assault. From her vantage point in space by the gate, Colonel Carter watches as one of Earth's Daedalus-class ships is destroyed. Also, for some reason, there's a synopsis for, from the University of Maryland. Uh, for the episode of Camelot, in which they say, as Carter watches from the uh, Supergate structure, one of Earth's ships is destroyed. We don't know if it's the Odyssey or the Korolev. Hit the button, Mitchell! I told you so, I told you so. Oh, uh-uh. my God. I told you so, oh. I told you so. I thought that I was Cooper. So. Oh my God. I like you said, thank you for bringing this up. I was about to let it go. But you've got a 40-second audio grab. I told you so, I told you so, I Yeah, I'm not gonna do the splits here because this floor is disgusting and I'm wearing a thong, but I can bring it home with a little robot for you if you want. Robot told you so. <laughs> Thank you, Elliot Reed. What was that from? Scrubs. Uh, she's wearing a thong. Yeah, she is. That's hot. Mm-hmm. That was the best part of that. Thong bit. That's um, why I left it in. You know why we always talk about, or well, I always talk about the names of these episodes. Yeah. No. What was this one? No. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Yeah, that was the. That's nice. That was but, the Russians. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it's a biblical term, I believe, isn't it? I haven't looked into that, but I, I would have thought the Orisai is a better title. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're like, oh, yeah, that's when uh, the RSI comes. That makes mm. sense. Yeah, given the whole, the whole thing about um, the big translation mm. um, from one, all we'll learn is the direct mm. translation of RSI mm. from yeah. the Ori language. And also when they took the baby from Vala and they didn't let her see it, I would have been like, I don't care if my half my womb's hanging out. I'm mm. getting up to oh, that's, hold my baby. that's the flesh and blood you mean. That's the flesh and <laughs> the, blood. The stuff that's hanging yeah. out of Vala. Mm. Oh, I guess in the fact that the Ori... Oh, well, the Orisai is Vala's flesh and blood. Mm. So there you go. I guess if you, yeah, it's a lot if of steps. It's a, it's a stretch. It's a lot of steps to get there. Or yeah. so it would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been memorable. Yeah, or just I don't know invasion. Or so it could have been. Yeah, it could have been a lot of things. I want to know the feel I of flesh and blood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's episode two hundred and twenty-nine. Flesh and blood, indeed. Oh, hang on. Tilt got a haircut. Just yeah. some homekeeping. Tilt got a no, haircut. Chapaco. Right. Chapaco really means start Supergate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Just to get everything. Yeah, I liked Landry pointing that out. And like, Chapter Cody goes, the Supergate. Like, <laughs> like, thank you for the wink to the audience there, Landry. He really likes saying Supergate. Yeah. Like, don't call it Chapaco. <laughs> we don't like Chapaco. We like Supergate. Does that, mean, it. does that mean Landry can speak? Well, did he direct, Did he translate that directly as um, Braytac said it? Or did he read was, that in a report? He read that in a report and he's like, yeah, right. the Chapaco, Supergate, right? <laughs> We got it. That was very Jack Nicholson in Batman. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be back next week to talk uh, episode one of season three of Stargate Atlantis. No Man's Land. No Man's Land. Oh, another um, great title. Absolutely. Yeah. It's memorable, right? I mean, it, it makes sense yeah. to, uh, clearly. For I the, mean, uh, it does when you watch the episode. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, one line, kind of. Mm. Well, I just mean where they are. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. In between. But yeah. they only reference it kind of very quickly. And yes. then I feel like... The end of the season is kind of a little better. Yeah. Like, it would have made sense to call that No Man's Yes. Land. So, we'll get there. I mean, bring me some Thor's Hammer, Thor's Chariot. We all know those ones. Right. Jeez. Yeah. No, we're just going to call this one Literally. 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 Oh, my God. OMG, literally. <laughs> get into geek. Get into gate. Get into gate, Stargate podcast. Get into it now before it's too late.